0: Welcome to episode five of Dell's War Room, the podcast here with Eric Bradette. How are you, my friend? Doing good. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. Good to see you. Uh, what we're going to talk about this morning, I want to go over a little bit, is kind of working in your business, honing your craft. And it's interesting sometimes when you look at different things you want to get into, and if you want, if you want to get into certain trades or certain different professions, say, for example, you want to be a chef. Uh, or you want to be a carpenter, it doesn't really matter what it is, whatever you want to do. The interesting thing about it is think about the amount of time that you're willing to put into being a chef, right? If you want to be a, a top of the line chef, you want to open a restaurant, you want to shit, even if you want to have your TV show, whatever you want to do, what are your expectations on being a chef? Are you expecting that? Like, you're going to go to like one cooking course and then you're going to open up a restaurant and, and run a world-class restaurant? No, no. Are you expecting that if you listen to a, a webinar with Guy Fieri, that all of a sudden now you're going to open a restaurant? No. No. You have a fundamental understanding that you need to work on this craft and hone this craft for a long period of time, correct? Right. Now, we talked a little bit earlier about carpenters and things like that. So if you wanted to be a a carpenter, and you want to build freaking skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. Are you going to take a woodworking course and then all of a sudden... Expect to be all of a sudden, expect to go build a, a skyscraper? No. No. So, what if you kind of hung out with a carpenter one day and all of a sudden, are you going to decide you want to be a, a carpenter? You know, you're going to build a house? No, I won't be able to. No. no. So, you understand that if you want to be a carpenter and you want to build houses, you want to build skyscrapers and office buildings and things like that, you're going to have to work on that for quite a while. Yeah, right? 100%. What do you think in your head would be a realistic expectation? of you right now with limited carpentry skills to be able to run a company and building skyscrapers. What is a year, like if you worked hard on it, how how long do you think would be a reasonable expectation for you to start building your first skyscraper? I mean, how many years is it going to take? Five, eight, five, ten? You know five what I mean? to ten years it's, probably. Yeah, yeah. Like that. So you'd be willing to put in five to ten years to be able to get all the skills and all the techniques and all the contacts and everything you need to be able to build a skyscraper okay mm-hmm. is it safe to say that it would be several years as well if you wanted to go from having no cooking skills into being a world renowned chef yep it would take you a lot of time now you're willing to put that time in you're willing to put that time into to build houses and build skyscrapers you're willing to put that time in to be a chef you're willing to put that time in to your career and what you understand is that you have to hone that craft you have to work on that and you have to work on that every day to get to that point 100% so how come in business We don't think that way in a business and like rainbow and every other business out there. We have a lot of different companies, different businesses out there. How come Jalen Kaczynski will come to your house and do a demo? Yep. Multi-millionaire. You will buy a rainbow, come into the business, come to a couple training classes and expect to be a millionaire. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Yeah. And then you'll do it for what? A week? And if you haven't made a million dollars, you're going to quit. Go yep. find something else. Yeah. Why? Where does that mindset come from? Like, what happens there? Why would you be willing to spend an astronomical amount of time, carpentry, cooking, the list would go on forever, of companies you want to own and the amount of time and effort you're willing to put into it. Yeah. But when you're in a direct sales business, Why do people expect that it's going to be different all of a sudden and you don't have to put that time in? Now, the cool thing about direct sales is you don't have to put in years and years and years to get there. No, you can move up very, very quickly, but you have to understand that you have to put a reasonable amount of time into it in order to succeed. Mm -hmm. So you have to work on your business work on your craft, work on your product, whatever it is that you have. And you have to work on that like you would have to work on anything else. Yep. You want to become a master of all parts of your product, all parts of your business, and you want to know everything there is to know about it. When I first came into to this type of business, I had I was turned off to this. I was completely dumb to any of this kind of stuff. I knew the job the nine to five I knew the going to work I knew the get on a schedule and you work hard and I mean that's what I knew that's what my programming was that's what I grew up with and that's what I knew so when I came into this it was it was I mean I I was completely oblivious to to this type of business I did everything wrong I started going in the wrong directions I mean I just and I was excited about the product and I just ran in Grab a rainbow, grab, you know, charging in, got excited about it, sold rainbows like crazy, not even really knowing what I was doing, just being excited about this product. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn all these skills. And, And in the beginning, when I was fumbling around and doing everything wrong, once I kind of realized, like, holy crap, I'm going to crash and burn here if I don't start doing things the right way. And once I realized that you have to, like, in this business and in most businesses, the processes are in place. These guys know what they're doing. I'm not going to come in and change Rexair. No. Rexair has been doing this for a long time. They know what they're doing. All I have to do is follow along the, the work that thousands of people before us have laid down. 100%. And if I follow that procedure and then just do those things, it's going to work. I'm not going to change anything. So once I realized like, okay, this is real. This is big. There's a lot of money here. You know, I made 44 grand in my first four months, still working full time, all this stuff. It was like, all right, I need to now. Hone this craft. I need to master this because now this is my life. This is my career. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. So I started working, and I started working right away on the product. Like I started working. There's a lot of things in our demo today that we do in Revival that came from me being a skeptic when I bought the Rainbow, Mm -hmm. and there was ways I was trying to test the machine because in my head I was still thinking there's no way I can go in and sell a product if it doesn't work. If there would have been one smoke show in Rainbow even one in the training process, I probably would have bailed. If there was any point where it was like, you know, stick the dirt in your pant leg and shake it out when they're not looking or turn the filter around when a blowout or any stupid little thing at mm-hmm. all, I would have been out. Yeah. And there, there isn't and there never was. No. So that's the thing that's kind of beautiful about when people come into training, when you have a good product and you're training on that good product. If your product's the best, you don't need those smoke and mirror shows. No. But if if there's a product out there in your industry that's better than yours, then you get trained on what to say about that product. Mm -hmm. Some of the competition will basically come up with ways to try to kill that product per se or whatever else. But when you have the best product, there's nothing anybody can say. There's no need for smoke and mirrors. So work for the best product in your industry. If you're in an industry and there's a better product out there, go find that company and go work for them Mm -hmm. because your life will be ten times easier. So much easier. So when your product's the best you got nothing to worry about. So what happens then is you master all of that, you master that entire craft and what you have going on. So what I basically did is I got into trying to figure out if this product was real, trying to figure out, I was trying to prove it wrong, in essence, I started doing these little tests and all these little things, I got my dog to like roll across the carpet, and I went after it and everything. And I just sat there dumbfounded that this machine is, is every single thing we say it is. Mm-hmm. So I was all in. And then when I started doing this, I'm like, well, hell, why don't I do this in my demo? I'm trying to prove this to myself. And I was genuinely trying to prove this machine wrong, genuinely. And I couldn't. And then I'm like, well, heck, that just proved it for me. So why don't I do that in the demo? We started doing that stuff in the demos and put a lot of things in. But I realized I had to master this. And I wanted to master every part of this. So when you're in your business and you're working on your craft, so when you look at the, the points in business that you need, I mean, your product, you need to be a master of your product. You need to be a master at marketing. I mean, that's clear. You have to be a master at marketing. If you want to grow in your business and you want to branch out and and build teams and build an office and and grow, you need to master marketing. 100 Training. You have to not just train on your product, but people training and master that type of thing. Because again, you know, you're we're in a people world, we're in a people business. You need to know more about people in your product. Mm-hmm. Product's one thing, but your product, if you have the best, should sell itself. 100%. If your product sells itself, you need to focus on people. Let the product sell the people. You need to focus on the people, the people skills, those types of things. So you need to know your product, you need to master You need to know marketing, you need to master You need to know training and how to train people and master it. And all the way through, there's, there's fundamental parts of business that you need to master in order to grow and into, to into think. So if you were going to take this back to the, the chef or the carpenter, so say in the kitchen, and then you want to be a master chef. You want a full restaurant. You want to know all of it. Now, what are some fundamental parts of, of owning a restaurant that you need to have? So again, you still have to, obviously there's a marketing aspect to, to any business. There, there definitely is. You need to be unique and yeah. have some good recipes. You need to know how to bake. You need to know how to, You need to be a good line cook. Like, I mean, you need to know how to expedite and and keep things going. So if you are going to own a world-class restaurant and you can't bake a pie to save your life. Not going to work out very well for you. You're not going to have all of it. No. Or if you aren't a good line cook and you can't expedite your orders quickly and you can't keep everything going out nice and good and consistent, you're not going to be that great. No. Okay. If you don't market your business, if you piss poorly market your business or don't market your business at all, you're not going to have as much impact. Okay. So in any business, you have to look at all the fundamental parts of the business and you have to master all those parts. And it's no difference in sales. Yep. Okay. You have to know all of it. Okay. So you're back in car sales. If you knew a whole bunch of stuff about one product, but you didn't know anything about another part you guys are selling you're not going to be as good at selling those things, right? Back when you were in car sales, how important is marketing in car sales? Huge. Huge, right? I mean, you're doing online stuff now. I mean, the the industry's changed, but you're doing so much stuff. So I mean, if you sucked at marketing, you're not making money. No. If you're scared to pick up the phone or put ads out or do whatever you need to do, if that's a fear of yours, you're not going to succeed. You'll sell a few cars here and there when people walk in, but you're not going to massively succeed. If you have no people skills, if you can't read people and understand people, you're not going to succeed as well. Yep. So to be top in sales, in a you know, direct sales or, or marketing, whatever, you have to master all the parts of it. Yep. And that's where you have to come back to. it, And that's where it's like owning your craft and really just hammering away on the things that you need. So in rainbow and in, in business, I wanted to, once I realized I'm in this, I'm going to be in this all the way. And I want to go to the top. I understood the, the four or five major things that I need to work on. Okay. So again, the product, amazing. So I went through it. I made sure, you know, everything, I mastered that product. I knew everything about that machine, everything you could. It's like I mastered my product. Okay. Then I went to the marketing side of it. If I can't get myself on presentations, I can't build customers. I'm not going to succeed in this. I'm gonna, if you don't have a place to go, you're dead in the water. The number one reason people quit direct sales is they have nowhere to go. Yep. If you keep your, not, I've, I've never had someone come up to us and say, man, I'm making too much money here. This sucks. I'm out. Yeah. Never had that. No. I don't think too many people in direct sales would say they had that. So they come up because they don't have anywhere to go. They're not making money. They're not making money, not because of the product. Okay, you show me someone in the business not making money. I'll show you someone in the business making money. What's the difference? They sell the same product. Uh, we talk to our people all the time about the same thing. Are, are you selling a different machine than I'm selling? Nope. No. Do you have the same presentation I have? yep yeah the same the same materials the same programs yeah i mean in our organization everybody does the exact same thing so everyone's selling the same machine the same program the same presentation the same everything's the same the same, the trainings the videos everything's exactly the same mm-hmm. so why is someone going out and selling at 60 70 percent selling making you know 20 25 sales a month and why is somebody selling two it's because of that person and, and what that person is missing. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have these four or five fundamental values mastered. Yep. So we all have the same lead base. We all have the same programs, the scripts. I mean, everything's exactly the same. So when everything in your business is a carbon copy, exactly the same in terms of the, again, the, the tangible details, the only thing that's different is the people. Yep. So what I realized is if I wanted to be the best, I had to focus more on people. I had to focus on, on mastering the parts of my business so that I could succeed and go to that next level. So you got to work on that. So you, you master the thing. And then I realized, okay, after the product's mastered, I now need to get myself a presentation. So I mastered marketing. And I was scared shitless of, of marketing for whatever reason. I could stand in front of a thousand people and have a conversation and, and do a speech, no problem. But it was like, when I went to pick up the phone, I was like, oh my God. There's a lot of people like that. There's a lot of people like that, why? You know and, and I have answers to a lot of things. Accept that, yeah. I don't have an answer to that, so <laughs> it, it's a strange thing. But you know how I killed it? Danny Johnson taught me how to kill it. You overwhelm it. I sat down and I had a, a fear of the phone. So you know what I did? I called. I called and I called and I called and I called because I realized that I'm not going to grow if I don't master this part of my business. And I call. I mean, I. I mean, I didn't make a coffee sit on my phone on facebook go into our system make a couple calls like play with the dog go go to the bathroom come back like phone a friend text somebody make another couple calls and then go no i tried it was call after call i hammered the calls yeah for like an hour straight two hours straight I hammered those calls call after call after call I didn't stop I didn't go for a smoke I didn't have a coffee I didn't go to the bathroom I freaking called just one after another after another and as much as I didn't want to and I was scared of it I had this fear and I just called and I called and I called and I smashed the crap out of it and I just hammered away and then you know what after honestly after about like 10 I went, this is pretty easy. Yep. And then after about 20, I went, like, what was I even scared of? Yep. And after, like, 30, it was like, oh, boy, this is cool. Right? And then I realized I'm in control. If I'm waiting for someone else to book me shows, I'm not in control of their of my business. No. They're in control of, their, of my business. Yep. So if you're marketing for me, and I'm relying on you to, to put me on presentations, to put me on shows, to put me on sales calls, and you get in a fight with your wife before you come to work, and you're in a shitty mood... And yeah, your head's not in the game. You're affecting my career. My, my future's in your hands. Yeah. And now you had a shitty day. Yeah. So now I don't make money because you had a shitty day. Right. Uh-uh. Nope. Yeah. Not happening. The first time I remember I gave, when I first started in Rainbow, and I gave, I wanted to do like 12, 15 presentations on the weekend. I took the weekend off. I had it all planned. I had a car rented at the time so I didn't have any money, and my car wouldn't have made it to, to Calgary. And I booked hotel rooms. And I put money in and I was waiting for these presentations and I didn't get any because the marketing girl at the time had a shitty day or a couple of shitty days. I mean, I was devastated. And, I, and that's where I realized, I'm like, man, I'm not in control of this. Mm hmm. I have no control over how much money I want to make. And that is not why I got into direct sales. Yeah. Okay. I I came off of a schedule where a company had control of how much money I made. I, no, no, that's not what I came here for. So I sat down and I said, I need to do this. I knew I need to do it. And I fought through everything and I hammered away and I hammered away and I hammered away and I hammered away until it became so easy. There was nothing to it. Yeah. So I just went through it. Now, there's something very interesting that we talk about a lot. And we talk about a lot of times is, is what I've always talked about, like kind of staying in the zone. Mm-hmm. When you go on sales and it's like sometimes you, let's be honest, there's times when you're, if you haven't been on a, on a, on a show in a while, I mean, you're dragging your ass there. You don't want to go. You're almost thinking like, man, I hope this reschedules in a way. I mean, you're just, your head's not there. Yep. Let's be honest. Yep. But once you get in there, regardless of whether you sell or not, you walk out of there and you, I mean, you, you're feeling good and you're like, man, why don't I do this more? Mm-hmm. I mean, I just went on a, a presentation here a couple nights ago. I haven't been on one in a long time. Yep. And after I came out of that, I was just like, man, put me in front of five more. Like, I just wanted to go. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing is, with the people who say it's harder to do eight presentations in a month than it is to do 30. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. Because when, you're, when you come out and you, you allow yourself to continue to have that momentum, you're in that zone. Like You come out of that demo, you want another one. Yep. Now, if you got on another one the next day. It's easy to go to that one because yep. you're still hyped up. Mm-hmm. And then when you come of that one, you're even more hyped up. And then you go on another one. And if you do just go on a, on a show every day or every couple of days, I mean, you're jacked up. Yep. Life is good. And you stay in that zone and it's easy to stay in that zone. Yep. You're, mentally, you're just like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And you're going through, it. you're making money. Things are good. Shit's happening. Everything's rocking. But if you all of a sudden didn't go on a, on a show for four or five days, now you got another one. You're out of that zone. That the, all the vibes and the stuff going on, yeah. all the things your brain's doing and telling you is is, is starting to go down. Now you're back to. Uh, now you gotta drag your ass on that show again. Mm-hmm. Go to that demo. Go on that sales call, and you're dragging your ass there again, and you're fighting all the stuff in your head, and then you get in there, and then once you do it again, you're back in that zone. You're like, "Woo, this is great." You always have so much energy coming out of them. You do. Yeah. So the point of it is, is it's harder to do eight than it is to do thirty because when you're doing thirty, and you're going every day. You're just you're in that zone. It's easy. Mentally, it's easy. It's super easy mentally. But when you have to drag yourself to every presentation, it's difficult mentally to do that. So marketing is the same way, guys. When you start calling and when you called and called and called and called, because this is what I did. I called those people. I got through it. I was like, man, I'm I'm going to be the best marketing director in the world. Then I didn't call for another week. And then when I sat down to book myself up for the next week, I had to drag my ass to the phone. I was making excuses in my head. And I started getting to the point where I'm like, man, I don't ugh, I, I don't know if I want to call again. And, and it was gone. So what I realized is I got to the same way I have to stay in the zone on the presentations is the same way I have to stay in the zone on the marketing. Mm-hmm. So I would just make a, instead of making 40 calls in a day and then waiting a week, I would make five calls a day for a week or six or whatever the heck it works out to. Grade eight math here. Six calls a day for a week. And every day I would call. And guess what? It was easy because I stayed in that zone. Once I call and booked a few, once you book a presentation, you're like, holy crap, this is all you're you're so jacked. It's like a, almost like a sale in a way. Yeah. You're you're jacked up. You you everything's kind of the juices are flowing, shit's happening, you're feeling good. It's like, let's go. Yeah. So stay in the zone in marketing as well. And and I did, and I ended up being very good at it, always putting myself on presentations, working on customers, booking me up is another thing. And then Ended up being you know, Janine's marketing director for years and running her marketing department in an extremely busy time. And then training marketing programs to our whole organization and helping develop those things. So you have to, I had to hone that craft. I had to master marketing in order to to grow. So now I got the product mastered. Now I got marketing past I can put myself on shows. I gotta build, we gotta build people. Now some organizations, we're going to ad hire out of phone books and things. And that works well in some cases. I mean, there's some big players in our business who came from an ad hire. Now, we've never done it. For us, it's like, and I'm not knocking it by any means. We've never, in our organization in Western Canada, we've never knocked doors. We've never ad hired. We've done it completely organic, right from recruiting out of the house. And, and that's what you do. And again, I am not knocking these other ways because they're very effective as well. And at the end of the day, it's people are people wherever you get them from. But this is just the way we've always done it, and it's worked great for us. But I had to build, and I had to, you know, I had to draw people, not just to the product. That's easy. I had to draw people into this business, this organization. I had to start living a life and having a life that people wanted to live. Mm-hmm. And Jaylene as well. And people saw Jaylene and her success, and I mean, it was easy to say, "Hey, I want to be like Jay." So. I had to master the recruiting part of it to build the business. And I sucked in the beginning at recruiting people. And you know where my mindset actually was right from the beginning and I talk about this all the time. And I'm I'm not making this up. Like this isn't for effect. I remember when Jaylene would do an open house and I would get mad, like pissed off. And I would take her aside. I'm like, Jaylene, like, what are you doing? Like you're telling people about this? Quit it. I was like, this is some big secret. And I'm not kidding you. Like, I was like, this is some big secret. Like, every time somebody came into the business, I didn't want them to come into business because in my head, for whatever reason, I'm going to sell to everyone. I felt you figured if you came into the business, you're going to steal my leads. I wanted it all. Such a crappy mentality. I haven't even met too many people who've come into our business who had the shit mentality that I had. You know, I'm the guy that's like, is the you know, I'm thinking like there's four people in Alberta. The whole province is saturated. Right? Like, not even comprehending what's going on. But I was honestly mad that Jaylene was doing an open house because people were finding out about his business and they were going to take sales from me. Honestly. So, that's where I started. I went through this, realized, it didn't take me long to realize, okay, this is what we have to do. And when I went out hammering the field, and again, 44,000 in four months, just selling rainbows, man. That, I didn't recruit anybody. I didn't pull any leads. I didn't recruit anybody. I was just going around. And then I flopped because now I have nowhere to go. I'm out of people, everything. Like what, now what? Then it hit me that I need to do this business properly. I just watched my friend make a million dollars being a rainbow distributor. And I'm going to come in broke as hell with no sales experience, but I'm going to do it better are different what no doubt pull your head out of your ass put it back on your shoulders sit down pay attention and I started learning and listening and that's when things started to grow and build so now I understand that I had to I had to master recruiting I had to master developing people now some businesses you don't make most businesses lots of MLMs you don't even make any money unless you're recruiting lots of people now, Rainbow has an excellent residual income program, one of the best I've seen. But it's, we're not a multi-level marketing business. We pay the dealer $400 on a sale as a start. Yep. Yeah. If this is an MLM, that $400 would get split up over 40 people and everybody would get 10 bucks or something. It would start lowering the bottom and work up. Rainbow's not like that, but it has an actual an excellent residual income plan. I've talked to people in other businesses and it's like, I mean, when you look at what you can make even as a, as a team leader in Rainbow versus what you make in some of these other companies, it, it's crazy. But, and again, and I'm not shitting on, on MLMs. I mean, there's people you get in there quick and you get up and you work hard at it for a long time. I mean, you can make money in some of these businesses. But the crazy part is if you go and sell something in an MLM, you don't make any money, really. Yeah. You go to our salary, maybe four in a box. Yep. Okay, so you can build to what you want to build to while you're making a lot of money along the way. Starting at 400. A hundred percent. A lot of times in MLMs, you have to sacrifice, put your own money, your own time, your own energy, your own everything. In, and you can go for a long period of time without really making anything until you kind of get there. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of what we were looking at. So when I, when I, you know, I need to directly recruit people to, to build my business and I wanted the big picture. I didn't want to go out and be doing 30, 40 shows. I never did 40, but you know, 20, 20, 30 shows a month. To, to make all this money, man, if I could build a, a little team, and then have everybody, you know, we all work together to do it and I'm helping them make money, and then it's all working out, then I, I got that. So I started working on that. But I knew I had to master it if I was ever going to do anything. Then I started working into a managing position with Jaylene, I started becoming her training manager. Well, if I'm a training manager, now, I'm responsible for the dealers, the dealer development, the demos, the presentation Like i'm I'm responsible for the, the the aspects of this business so so now it's like how am I going to teach somebody if I can't do it myself? I can't lead people if I don't have all parts of my business mastered, I can't expect someone to go do something I haven't done. so then I started focusing, and again i I have the blessing of working with the best recruiter in the world. That's my belief that Jalen is the best recruiter in the world. And there's so many good ones. But, I mean, man, you, you see what she does. It's, it's unbelievable. So when, when I started watching her, and I watched her, she recruits everybody, Eric. Everyone. The amount of times I saw that lady, numbers were down. She would go in the field for a week and have 20 people at open house. All of them came. Whether they bought a rainbow, or didn't buy a rainbow, everybody came. And not just the people who are broke and needed money. She's recruiting lawyers, doctors. She recruited a multi-millionaire retired oil field executive. Him and his wife came into the business. She recruits everybody. Crazy. All of them. Whether you buy, you don't buy, whatever, and she'll bring you to open house. If you don't buy, she'll get you to come to open house. You're going to end up buying a rainbow at open house. She's going to recruit you. So I watched this and I went, okay, this is how you do it. And I started mastering that. I will never in my life be as good of a recruiter as Jaylene is, but I'm a damn good recruiter. So when, so that, then I started understanding that part of it and I started mastering that part of it. I had to work on that part. I had none of those skills. Again, I'm like, don't tell anybody. They're going to find out about our secret to like, I almost recruit everybody too. I mean, we can talk to somebody at a grocery store and I can, you know, we get them to come down. We had supper with a couple the other night at a Japanese village and just don't even know who they were. We started talking to them and then we recruit them. Okay, so it's like, you can kind of, you can do that, but I had to, that didn't just come naturally. I had to master that mm-hmm. part of it, learn from someone who's, who's the best at it or, or good at it to, to do it. Or sometimes you get to learn from multiple people. So I had to work it. So now I got the product mastered. I got marketing mastered. I got recruiting mastered. And I mean, I'm training. I have to, now I have to duplicate myself and teach this to people. So I had to master training. I can't be a training manager if I don't know how to train, develop people. We have to get people inspired into the business we have to get them trained up and motivated we have to get them kitted and out there on their own and then help them all along the way and then we got to move them up to positions on our matrix up to team leaders whatever else and then we have to you know just grows and grows and grows all the way up to helping them be a distributor and then I'm like well how am I going to help someone be a distributor if I'm not a distributor Jillian has a, has a, a plan to grow a big organization I'm her right hand I can't help her because I don't know what it feels like to go through the motions of opening up an office. I've never done that. So how am I going to help you open up an office, Eric, when I have no idea how to do it myself? You can't. I can't expect you to go on. I can't teach you to go on presentations if I've never been on them. And this is what we talked about, I think in one of the first couple episodes is you have to know what you're going through. You're a shit leader. If you don't know what people are going through, you're useless. Yep. And it's going back to the boss's dad, the, the engineer right and again lots of engineers are you know i read back on that episode i'm like i kind of shit on engineers back then but it's you know it's just certain people who don't have the experience there's lots of engineers that have field experience yeah but the engineers that don't have the field experience that coming off out of the classroom into the field they don't know what they're doing people aren't going to follow those people because they don't have the the skills of the trade so it's the same kind of thing i can't teach people how to make phone calls if i don't know how to make phone calls and know what those emotions are when someone's like scared of the phones, you gotta understand, they think it's just them. Yeah. And I, I say this all the time to people. This isn't an Eric problem. This is a human problem. You're having human tendencies because sometimes people think, well, I'm scared of the phones. That must mean I'm not made up for this and they quit. And sometimes they don't even express that. That's why they're quitting. But they just feel because they can't, or someone goes like you know, four or five shows in a row without a sale. They just think, oh, I'm the only one who ever went through that. So now I'm, you know, so you, you have to know what it feels like. If you come to me and say, Dallas, I went five in a row without a sale. And I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Like, what's wrong with you? I've never done that, man. I would have jumped off a bridge if I did that. And I walk away. I did nothing for you. You're defeated. You're like, hey, this is me. I'm out of here. But when I can say, man, I remember when I went six in a row, and what, and I, and I, now I know, I know exactly what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So now I can connect with you on that. I can relate to your feeling. I can say, I remember when I did this. This is how I felt. You're like, man, that's how I'm feeling right now. So I can walk you through that process. But also, I'm the example now. Because you're like, man, this guy went right through what I went through. He felt like I had to look where he is now. Mm-hmm. So it inspires the people to follow the leader. The leader knows what they've gone through, knows how they're feeling. And then you see where they are now. They got through it. And if they, got, if they walked that walk and came through it, if they crawled through the river of shit and came out clean on the other side, you can too. And you believe that. And you believe that this person can help me do it because they get me. They know how I feel. So... When I was going back to honing your craft, when I'm talking about training, I can't expect people to make phone calls if I haven't made phone calls and don't know how that feels. I can't expect people to know how to do marketing. I can't expect people to know how to recruit people if I haven't recruited people. Now, as you move up and you're like, now we want to open up offices, I can't expect someone I can't, I'm useless to you opening up an office if I haven't done it and gone through it. So I'm like, I need to do this. So I went and did it. Went out, moved, you know, two hours away, three hours away, left my kid behind with his grandparents and sacrificed those three months and qualified for my office. In that time, I went through a lot. I realized how difficult it was to do this and how kind of alone you can feel sometimes going to a different area. And all these things, I went through all these emotions and just hammered through them and did it. And did it quick and did it well and blew the doors of it and opened up my office and then never looked back. Then when I came back and I said, okay, now I can teach people to do it. So now when our distributors are going through this and they're feeling these this the stress, the pressure, the whatever there is, I know how they feel. So when I was going through it, Jalen knew how I felt. So I would go to her and she would be able to walk me through it. And I mean, man, she's a great leader. Because I I mean, and I just I wouldn't have got through it if it wasn't for her. So because she went through sometimes I just I even used to think that sometimes she just walked on water, that she just eased through this business. With nothing and when you see her story you're like man this, <laughs> this girl did not have an easy uh, easy go it was difficult right and, and walking with her through that was super powerful but she understood what I was going through and helped me through it so now there's two of us who can understand so then as people start developing now they've seen us do it they know what we're we know what they're going through all these emotions are going. Through. so now I know how to help them through it So now I can say, man, I remember when I went through that and this is how I felt. I remember when this happened and this happened. And you can get into this conversation with your distributor who's growing, and now you get it. You're on the same page. You know what's happening. And it's inspiring to them because you understand them and you got through it and you did it and you're the example. In leadership, you're the example. Hear that. In leadership, you are the example. So, what example are you setting? People will follow a good example. People will not follow someone who doesn't do or embody the things that they need to do to succeed or or at least hasn't done it or gone through it. So now I went through that and, and I work with distributors and now I worked with some distributors. I mean, we've mastered that getting people through that and going up to that point and getting to the to where they need to be. So the point in the whole thing is, is you have to to have that understanding of of honing your craft and working on it. Now, I didn't expect all of this was going to happen in a week. No. And I didn't expect all this was going to happen in a month. No. And it took me years to get to where obviously I am now and and I still got to, I still want to go and go and go and grow. If you ever get to the point where you feel like you've made it and you've arrived and you're not going to learn anymore, that's the the second you start dying. You, you, everything starts going down when you stop learning. Always learn and grow. So you see the experiences you've gone through people will follow you when you master those things people will follow you through them and you will be the example for them so what has to happen and and when you look at it now is look at your business and understand you have to master all the parts of it you have to work on it and it's going to take you some time now the beautiful thing about it taking me years to get to where i mean and again when i say years to get to where i am you have to understand in, in the business we're in I made a lot of money. Like while I'm learning and growing, I'm making $10,000 plus a month. Every month while I'm learning and growing, working 75% less hours than I worked at the mill. So, when I'm telling you I'm taking year it took me a couple years to really master the whole entire thing. I'm telling you I'm making over $10,000 a month along the way. When I say it took me that, I'm not saying like, oh, I, I didn't make any money. for. There's never been a month since the day I bought my rainbow. There's never been a month I didn't make money. Not one single month have I ever not made money. Ever. Not once. So in some cases, you can have to go for that long time and not make a lot of money. In, in our business, you make a lot of money along the way. So it's super easy to, it actually holds you back almost in a way. Because if you're trying to get to a goal of financial freedom right and and the goal is you don't have any money and you're trying to get there it motivates you more but when you make money all along the way often people just sit back and they start going through the motions and you see that in in, in rainbow a lot where people just kind of get go into a funk because they're making good money and now there's really the motive once once you're comfortable there's not a lot of motivation to succeed and to grow more you grow in discomfort so sometimes we start giving out these big fat checks to people and, and I'll admit, I mean that some of those months when I got 20, 30 grand, like I wanted to take the next two, three months off and just go travel the world. But I had to have that conversation with myself. It's like, no, man, I want to really build and grow. So I need to, that's going in here and we're going to keep going and keep growing. So you have to, you know, so sometimes people get into that funk, but the point of it is to, to wrap it up is you have to take when you want to be the, the chef and own the restaurant. And when you want to be the carpenter and build the big towers you have an understanding that's going to take you a couple years and a lot of work to get to the point to be able to do that. You have to understand that in business and in direct sales and in you know whatever you're in, it's the same process. But I was able to build and grow and learn and develop to a very good point, master every part of this business and, and own this craft while making a ton of money while working less hours, while traveling the world, and, and like living a great life. If, if my life would have stayed as a, as a general manager for Jalen Kaczynski, that would have been a great life. When I was a, a rainbow dealer, I was living a better life than I ever lived working in the mill, or any job I ever had. Working less hours, making more money, I'm golfing, I'm fishing, I'm living my life, and I can go out and make 400 bucks in two hours, or 500 bucks, or at that time, even up to 650 in two hours. Unreal. If I worked for three hours a day, I'd make six fifty dollars a day and I would be fishing. I'd wake up in the morning whenever I want to, have breakfast, do things on my own terms, go golf nine holes, come home, go whack out a presentation, come home and still put the kid to bed at night. Beautiful. But I mastered all parts of it to get to the next level. So you have to hone your craft. You have to work on. You have to give yourself the time that it takes to do anything else. Sales is no difference. Give yourself the time to work on it. Give yourself the time to grow give yourself put understand you're going to put the time in but you're going to make a lot of money along the way it's going to be worth it but you have to put the same into this that you have to put into anything else less but the same effort okay Mm -hmm. and the faster you learn the faster you grow the faster you own that craft the faster you will get to where you want to go live the life you want to live and build the things that you want to build and that's episode five